Super necessary. God, Eric, my God! Unbelievable! Just like that! Come and done! You gotta be kidding me! You gotta be kidding me! You can't say much other than wow. Thanks for joining us. Really appreciate it. Um, jump right into it. Um, get going. So, coming off a, a big win at a UFL two at the weekend over in Arizona. Um, what the what do you make of UFL? Um, being such a new organisation, how good's the settle? Yeah, to be fair, I've not really had much notice on on UFL. I had like three weeks notice on the fight. Yeah, I didn't really know much about UFL until I got there, but when I got there, they really treated me well. Uh, they do a lot of different things like uh, fighter insurance. Uh, they give you shares into the actual company, so they're sort of making headway compared to other companies. So I actually feel I'm part, like you're investing in yourself. So that's good, man. That's that's on my first show, so hopefully in a few more fights and a few more shows, I feel like I'm getting somewhere. Yeah. That was actually um, our second question. Obviously, you mentioned there they're fully committed to giving the fighters obviously like full medical co- coverage, insurance, shares in the company. Was that a was that a big factor for you when when obviously you didn't know much about them? But was that a big factor when you did sign with them? Yeah, yeah, I, I think so because it feels like um, so as you progress your career, you can progress everything else as well. Like some of these companies that other companies have fought for, big companies. If I had shares in them, I would I would know I'd uh, wouldn't have to fight. So <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I better talk on some of the other companies. I'd be I'd be in, in the money then, but hopefully this one day then i I might be able to have a my uh, piece of the pie eventually. Yeah. Do do you feel it's something that the rate like not obviously every organisation, but every big organisation should really look at, at least in terms of like medical coverage and insurance and that, do you think you should look at doing that? Uh, yeah, yeah. In, in a way, some some of, some other companies do other stuff that's not spoke about. But um, yeah, I, I think most most uh, MMO organisations should increase, uh, so should do free healthcare and that, because at the end of the day, you're putting your health on the line, so... Yeah. I think that's that's what the minimum you should want to do for your fighters. Yeah, yeah. I mean the amount of stuff that's associated with it. Obviously, like concussions, like big one, you know, breaking bones, and that's like should should really be mandatory. I think like yeah. Um. So, if if we're correct, um, I believe that was your first time competing over in America. Um, what was that experience like for you? Oh, it was awesome. For for me, I'm not really a I'm not a ginormous uh, welterweight. So for me, I don't really have to cut that much weight. As soon as we got there, it was like most of the week was like a holiday for me and the coach. It was just <laughs> go go abroad, smash pads, train in the morning, and then go and explore for most of the day until you had to come back in the evening to 
trained again. So I had a really good experience. It was, it was awesome. Yeah. So, and then you get to get to fight at the end of the week, which is even better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how, um, how difficult was it fighting in, in the heat in, in Arizona? When you when you got off the coach, it was thirty five degrees, so it was really hot. But yeah, the actual venue was really air conditioned. Right. Warming up, you don't really have to warm up. You only have to warm up for about five minutes, and you, you're roasting. Yeah. But I prefer that really. It's better than that than you know, like in some shows. It's really cold. I prefer it being roasting hot. I think my next fight because the last one was in Memphis, so that was quite hot. But I think Arizona's meant to be around forty degrees, so. That should be near enough the same. Just a little bit different. I think it's a bit drier in uh, Arizona. But uh, I look forward to that as well, man. A good opponent. And uh, yeah, let's see what happens. Yeah. Um, so just touching on the fight then, what did you know about your opponent going into it? I didn't know. <laughs> I've not really researched all the, all the lads in the tournament. I had a sort of um, inkling of who I might run into in the tournament in the bracket who's on my side of the bracket. I said to Sean, I said to my coach, I'm going to fight the Russian next. And he's like, what do you think, sir? I said, yeah, I, I just got a feeling. And then I, I, there's another lad called Demarcus Jackson who, who I thought I'd end up meeting in the final. He lost in, in his uh, fight on the last show. So, but um, other than that, like everything I've said has come true. I've, I've got the Russian next. So uh, it'd be good to make a big statement on this uh, Russian kid and see what he's about. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, obviously your your last your last fight it was in two thousand nineteen. How, how did it feel for you getting back in the cage and, and getting back to winning ways? A very 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 long time coming. Um, I was meant to fight in two thousand twenty, and through various things like COVID, and I've got I think I tore my MCL completely. That took another year out, so that's two years out. And then last year I was meant to fight on Bellator Dublin. I was meant yeah. to fight. Uh, Moldovan kid called Luca, Luca Pocket, his name is. He, he, I think he fought the same day as me for um, Oliver Enkamp. And uh, I was meant to fight him and he failed his COVID test the day before the weigh-in, so that fight got called off. Nice. But all of this training that I've been doing in the three years, it's been like, it's, it's, it's like you put, you're putting money in bank, you're saving up for when you want to go and spend it on something. And this fight, I've had a chance to spend some of my money. I'm not spending it all, but uh, I'm going to spend a lot more money on this Russian kid. So it'll be good, man. Looking forward to it. You know, if you sort of look at yourself before your last fight in 2019, and obviously you've had that extended period of time out, can can you notice the like the difference in how, in how much better you are now as a fighter than back then? Yeah, the, the way I, the way I put it is like it is a book cut short. I got I've it took me my whole career to get to the point where I was fighting decent lads, like world-class lads. Uh, Paterno, the kid I fought last, he won the Cage Warriors belt. And in there, I didn't feel like I was way, he was way better than me. I lost the fight, but I, I gained a lot of confidence for that fight. So straight after, I was like, right, I need to find another fight. I'm happy in this promotion. I want to fight like world-class lads. And I didn't get the opportunity. And I was, I was just like, kept gnawing it a bit. I just wanted to come back. I knew I needed to come back on a decent promotion where there's decent guys. I'm going to be fighting decent guys. Even the last kid that I fought, that uh, Stephen Costello, he's a decent lad. He's a bit underrated, really. But amateur, he's, he's uh, done some good things in an amateur. Yeah. 
Um, <clears throat> so, as you mentioned there, you've you've already got your next fight scheduled um, in August uh, over in Arizona. Um, have you been straight back in the gym, or are you going to take a little bit of time to celebrate the victory? No, I'm, I'm back in the gym already, mate. It's not long. Ten weeks is a uh, ten weeks isn't a very long time, to be fair. Just to make adjustments and uh, just to get better, really. Yeah. yeah. So, to be fair, even after the fight, I was a bit disappointed. Like I sat down, sat down on my own for five minutes, and the coach came up to me. He's like, "Ash, what's wrong with you? You just won the fight." I was like, "No, it's not good enough. I need to get better, man." He's like, well, "Let's focus on that when you get back home." But the way I see it is like a, you finish you finish one opponent and then you're straight on to the next. So as soon yeah. as I had, had my hand raised, I was thinking about my next opponent because like literally about two seconds after, I'm facing off straight away, yeah. which is this is something something new to me. Like you don't normally know you fight next. It's good. It's good in a way, really. I enjoyed it. So yeah, it's good. Yeah. With you having that extended period out, is this is this what you wanted now then to have that? sort of relatively quick turnaround from one fight to another? Yeah. In Bellator, I was quite busy. I had like three fights in a year. Well, I wanted to continue that, but just because through COVID and stuff, I didn't really get a chance. But now that I'm back and I'm back fighting, and I want to try and be as active, active, active as possible. So, You mentioned there about um, obviously going in the back and sort of, being being down on yourself with your with your performance, are, are you able to even like celebrate your victories because of how sort of critical you are of maybe your performances, or was it just this performance? No, I'm I'm really like my own worst critic. I not beat myself up, but I'm like very harsh on myself. I'm, I'll pick holes in myself, and even when I'm fighting, I oh, could have done that better. Straight away, I know what I need to work on. But uh, I think that's where probably where I improve so much because I'm always just like uh, picking holes in things, never really settling things and saying, "Yeah, I'm really good at this." I'm like, oh, I've seen someone else who's better. Let's try and get as good as them. Yeah. So, so you're not able to to celebrate then, even if it is even a little small victory, you know? No, no. I, I feel I feel it's like how would I put it? It's like having a a load of mountains and you climb up one mountain and you look again and then there's the next one and oh, I've got to climb this next mountain and that's the way I see it. You know, you know, like, I'm never really happy. I'm content for a little bit, but literally for about a day or, or yeah, about a day and then I'm like, okay, right, let's work now. Let's see what else, let's see how, much, how far we can push it. I just want to see how far I can go, man, see how, much, see how, how, how good I can be and how, how many of these world-class guys I can beat. People, Beat people that people don't think I can beat. So I want to. I want to fight as many people, many decent people as I can, before uh, I get too old. You, you you mentioned there about like climbing the mountain, and having the next one. Do do you see those like celebrations as like a, a distraction, or are you taken away from your from your focus because you have got something in front of you straight away? Uh, not really a distraction. I just I just feel as if like it's wasted time. I could be like using my time a bit more um use my time a bit wise a bit more wisely. So I've not got a lot of time left. I'm 34 this year. I, I wanted to retire at 35. I don't think I will now because I've had a few years out, but uh even then I want I want to have a lot of fights and I've got to get to work. I've got to keep progressing and stay in the gym. That's the only way I'm gonna get better is to stay in the gym. 
Yeah. So. Yeah. You, you mentioned Jim getting in the gym there. Obviously, you're, you're part of both Hammer and Stoke Combat Academy. How do you divide your time between those two? Uh, so I split days. Some days I'm at Hammer and then some days at Stoke Combat. I've got sparring days for both of the gyms. But the level at, uh, at Hammer at the moment is really, really high, even amateur level. Yeah. Uh, some of the amateur lads are pushing me. Some of them should be pros now, but then they're not yet, which is uh, quite scary, scary, really. The same as in as in Stoke Combat, we haven't really got a big MMA scene uh, scene in Stoke, but kickboxing wise and grappling wise, there's there's, there's, there's a loads of gyms, even strike like a lot of the striking boxing. There's probably about ten twelve gyms in Stoke. It's one of them them places where everyone wants to do combat sports, but no one really wants to put it together and do MMA. I yeah. think there's only yeah. about three of us in in the city that do actually do MMA. It's only two pros, so. Imagine that's a lot of uh, travelling for you then. Yeah, yeah, it's good travelling. I, I, I don't mind travelling. I enjoy travelling. Yeah. Even even the US, even the US is like a good little trip. The plane journey is a bit boring, but <laughs> other, other, other than that, the actual experience and experience in different places is just good, man. I've always wanted to be one of them fighters. I want to be an international fighter. I don't mean really want to stay in my home country. I want to explore the world and uh, see what uh, other people have got to offer. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so we love a good nickname on on this podcast. So we've got to ask, um, where did the nickname the Beast come from? Uh, Adam Tay gave me that nickname. I thought a kid is in the second amateur fight. I thought a kid called Dean Garskell, who's a rugby league player. He plays for uh, Witness, I think it was, or someone like that. No, Lee, Lee, sorry. And uh, I fought him in a really close fight. And afterwards, Adam said, oh, that was a really hard fight, Ash. Like, a lot of people were touting him to be a like, really good good amateur. So he's a bit of a beast, you. And after that, the next time I fought, that was my nickname on the the um, on the flyer. I was like, all right. <laughs> but I've got a nickname now, so <laughs> didn't really have a choice. I just got given it, so. Yeah, more of a surprise. Yeah, yeah. Nice surprise, like, but it's a surprise. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, so obviously we've seen a, a great post about Rampage um, being in attendance for your debut I think it's 12 years ago obviously now you're part of an organisation that he's passionate about has got his own son in how surreal is that for you you know them sort of moments coming together it's really good because it's just how far the journey I've come from from being like in, in Manchester, being an amateur and not thinking much. Like even when I first, my first few amateur fights, I didn't really think I'd amount to much really. It's just like, you sort of see how it goes. And then you got to seeing how it goes. You got to like 3-4-0 and won the FCC title. And then it got to high turning pro now. And even then, it weren't until I thought well, like promotions like ACB and Bellator that I've, I thought actually I might have a I might be actually okay at this. So yeah. yeah, it's really good, man. It's good seeing seeing how far I've come how far I've come, but at the same time I don't feel like I've done done, done yet. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's look it's good looking back, but I've got somewhere else that I wanna be and I wanna yeah. see how, how far I can climb. So Yeah. Well were you able to to meet and speak to Rampage and like Frank Mir and that. Yeah, my, my coach Sean used to train with him at Walsh there. So Sean's quite good friends with Rampage. 
Um, yeah, he's a nice dude. He's a yeah, has jokes with Sean. So <laughs> to be fair, Sean's one of them one of them blokes you could talk to a brick wall and he'd have he'd have a laugh. He could talk to anyone. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Literally anyone. I was walking around Memphis with Sean at like six o'clock in the morning and he's tracking conversations with people. So, yeah, he's a, yeah. He's a very likeable dude. Yeah. I think that's just a Scott. I think that's just a Scouse thing, you know. Like, yeah. We, yeah. We can all do it when we want it. Yeah. yeah. I'm quite, I'm quite quiet, but uh, people always say, how comes that? She's so quiet, so quiet and she, you're so loud. And he said he just must be opposites because we get on quite well. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was for me. I had a, Ryan McNally on with uh, with Sean and Sean yeah. plays well done the interview for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can talk like. <laughs> yeah. Okay, mate. Talk for England. Yeah. Um, so after after this next fight in August, then are you hoping to get uh, one more in before the end of the year or maybe more? Well, it's a tournament. This this fight's a, it's a, a, this I'm in a tournament at the moment. That was a quarterfinals. Uh, this lad that I've got, this Russian lad, he's a semi-finals. There's a the other semi-final is a Kazakhstani and an American. I think the other the Kazakhstani is quite decent actually. He fought in a contender series recently. I think he lost, but uh, from watching his last his fight on the on the same night as me, he done he done a good number on the kid. So I'm looking forward to fighting one of them. I'm not looking past this Russian kid at all, but. When it comes to August the 12th, I'll be ready, 100% ready. I'm, I'm not. I'm never get nervous. I'm not nervous now, but I, I'm fully excited for this. I'm, I'm really like. I feel like I'm at the point now where I walk out and I want to fight. I don't get no nerves, no nothing. The same as Sean. Sean gets a little bit nervous, but I think that's more that because you're not in control of it, and he's more like more excited because I've I've never been so fired up before a fight. In my, the, my last fight, like I was happy to be there, and even now, like it's a, it's a journey, and I'm thinking, oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this next one already. I, I get in the gym, I'm looking forward to training. I don't ever, I don't ever regret anything, and I don't ever like think, oh, I've got, I've got, I've got a spar today. I'm like, right, I'm, I want to spar. Let's, uh, let's get as much sparring out as I can, and then uh, let's see where this leads to. So, yeah, and I've got ten weeks, which is better than three, so. <laughs> I'm a lot happier than that. Do you feel like you're? Do you feel like you're in a, a position in your career now where you? I mean, I imagine you always want to fight, but do you feel like you are in a position where you truly are just fighting because you want to fight, not necessarily that you have to. Yeah, yeah. I, I work full time as well, so it's not like I have to fight. I've got a full time job, but like, fighting's a bonus for me now. Just something like I want to make the life more, how's to put it, life better for my family. Yeah, yeah. I've got a kid and a, a missus, and I want to make life as good for, or as comfortable for them as I can. Fighting, I enjoy. I'm always going to do exercise. Like even in that three years off, I was entering the like ultra marathons and stuff. I've done a few ultra marathons and a few fitness races, just stuff to um, sort of tie me over. But um, yeah, I just feel like that fighting now, I enjoy everything and uh, I just want to make as much money as I can and uh, smash as many decent lads as I can without that sounding uh, as, um, what's it called, um, bad as possible. <laughs> you, you mentioned before that you wanted to be done by, by 35. Obviously, that's not the case now. Do you have, a, do you have another sort of idea? 
in mind now for yourself now that third five's not possible? Yeah, I think when I, when I feel like I'm not improving and I'm uh, starting to slow down, then I'll call it a day. But at the moment, I'm uh, sort of flying at the moment. Like, as I said, I pick holes in everything and it's what, one of them things like I've come back come back home and I'm like, oh, I, can't, I need to do this next time. And then that leads on to that. And all of a sudden, I've got like five or six pages of stuff in yeah. my diary that, that I know I can work on. And that's, that's just to get better. Yeah. Let alone like, so that's, 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 just, that's in control of me. That's not stuff my coaches have said. So that, that excites me. So when I can get to a point where I feel like I'm, I'm too old or my legs hurt and I can't do it anymore, then I'll, I'll give it, call it a day. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, so you haven't really got a, a number in mind with, with, with this one now? Where you, where no, you no. No, I just yeah. want to keep, keep competing at the level I can and then when it gets to a point where I can't compete, then I'll sort of uh, sack it off. But uh, yeah. I feel that like I'm, I'm compared with uh, most, I'd say. Yeah, most most of anywhere. Most welterweights in the UK or wherever. I, I feel I can give most people a hard, hard run for the money. Yeah. 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 Um, well, that was everything we had for you, actually. Um, yep. Again, really appreciate you taking the time out to chat to us. Thank you, mate. No, thank and, you. Um, you know, can't wait to see you. Back in acting in August, we'll be rooting for you and hopefully you get that, that win and move on to the final. Yeah, cheers, mate. It'll be good. Um, looking forward to fighting the Russians. So I've never fought Russian before. It'll be good, mate. Yeah. <laughs> His brother fights in UFC as well, so that'd be another little uh, tick on the box, someone to beat like, on, on the record. So, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, that'd be good, mate. But I'll, uh, I'd say we wish you, wish you all the best, all the success, and can't wait to see you matching. No worries. Thank you, mate. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you, mate. Love is talking to you. See you, mate. This is the race. I love it. It was super necessary. Go now.